Welcome to another episode of Confessions with Dr. Mosby. And uh, what are you laughing at? <laughs> the way, what? <laughs> not, 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 I was just thinking what I mean. Oh, okay. So uh, this is a, another segment of EJ Get Your Shit Together. And this is what segment, what did I say this was? Segment nine? Nine? I said segment nine. <laughs> segment nine. So today's conversation uh, is just a, an overview Um Elliot has been to uh, a couple of camps. Uh, if you know anything about me, I'm all about enrichment and diversity. And I have um, exposed Elliot to both of those his entire life. So this year, he went to um, a camp sponsored by the Wingate Foundation. It was an art and design camp. And he was one of 63 Fellow, so this was the inaugural class for the um, for the art and design camp at UALR, which is University of Arkansas at Little Rock. And then he also went to a business camp uh, at Washington University in St. Louis. And I am a proud mother because Elliot represented the state of Arkansas. He was the only student. Um, selected from the state of Arkansas. So I'm very, very proud. And he got an opportunity to create a business with children he had never met before, didn't know anything about them. And I was just blown away when I went to the final presentation. And, And these students had to come up with their five year projections you know, the profits and losses. And it's just like, wow, he's being exposed to all of this at 17. Uh, we have gone on a vacation. We've gone to Florida. I've had to travel for work. And so now we're slowing it down. It's uh, time to gear up for your senior year in high school. Yeah. So here we are. Yeah. So what do you have to say about, you know, your summer before, and it's not over, but your summer. The party's far from over, baby. You said what? I said the party's far from That's over, right. baby. The party's far from over, baby. Yeah, we still have work to do. Things have to be done. Um, but what 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 is your take on what exactly? I, Elliot, no, I just okay, said. No, 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 no. Yeah, you said okay. What's your take on your summer? But like. You were just describing that encompasses a lot of stuff like the wash you thing, the art ways thing. Did you just spit on me? Say it, don't spray it. Okay, I'm just paying you back for when you had braces. Boy, you were a little boy when I had braces. I still remember it. You would talk and then. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Saliva all on my face when I'm trying to eat dinner. I'm sure you don't have a problem with saliva being on your face, but anyway, go ahead. But uh, I don't. There's a lot of things to take from it. I'm listening. Like, I don't know, I feel like there's a lot of different things I could have said. Low key, one of the things that's coming like right off top about the things that's just been real cool about the summer was I got to get a little bit closer with this friend of mine, and she just it's just been real cool thinking about it. Like, cause we went to the same camp. And I got to see her there. 
And, like, she had a couple of her other friends, or one, really, like, one main friend that went to the same school as us, and it was kind of, like, all three of us in this little trio. Mm-hmm. And we got to hang out and stuff like that, and it was just cool being around her and talking to her. And then, like, flash forward, we, like, talked throughout the summer, and then we got to hang out not too long ago. And one flash of, forward or fast forward? Fast forward, okay. You said flash, but no, okay. I, no, I did say flash, but I was hoping you didn't catch it. Okay, go ahead. But fast forward... Mm-hmm. To what was that? Saturday, right? Yeah, it mm-hmm. Saturday. And we hung out again, and it was just cool because there was one point where I tried to hold her hand, and it probably wasn't the ideal move to make. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, it was one of those things where it's like you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, hype yourself up, be be him, be that mm-hmm. nigga. JD liked it exactly. Mm-hmm. But thing was. I guess, um, wrong time. Like, I don't even know if it was wrong place, but definitely wrong time. Why you say that? Because the thing was, I had a thing going on with somebody else. You know who I'm talking about, right? Nah. <laughs> okay, so I had that going on. And so she knew about that. And so she was like, well, I'm... She don't want to be rebound. Exactly. And so mm-hmm. it was like, I respect that. And like, ever since then... It always kind of been a thing, but ever since then, especially, I didn't want to make her comfortable or feel unsure like that again. And so I would kind of dance around these little displays of affection, like whether that's something that's small as like, boop, like touching your nose or something like that, like how I'm doing right here. Mm-hmm. Or like doing, messing around, doing like little karate chops, you know, like how like box your shoulder and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Little bro tap. Flirting. Yeah. And so things like that. And so when we were hanging out, that wasn't the case and it was just like a straight up display of affection and like we had already said like sentimental stuff like oh you know uh-huh. i think you're cool you know i'll I, I be honest I, I like you but it was kind of like you know we still cooling or whatever but um the day we hung out it was just oh it was like cut it up in the movies or like have my hand up and it was like, so you had intimacy yeah it was tight yeah yeah intimacy so in your previous situation you don't feel like you had intimacy I did, but in a different way. What do you mean? Because with the previous situation, there had to, at least I think, it had to at least start out with some kind of emotional intimacy or I don't think I would have wanted to talk to her the way I did. Like, she showed me attention in a way that no, or romantic attention in a way that no girl had, like, shown me before. Mm -hmm. And then... It was also like we kind of just seemed to click. And then she was really one of the only girls I was talking to at that point. So that kind of reinforced it. Mm-hmm. And so there was an intimacy in the sense that like we were talking almost daily. So like getting to know a little bit more about each other and then like having a lot of our time occupy each other. And so like as things progressed, there was like physical intimacy too. But like that started to like overtake the emotional thing, at least to me. And that's kind of on my fault because I was trying to like battle those titans on my own instead of being like hey i've been feeling this way can we talk about what do you mean battle titans Uh, that's just a phrase i like to use basically i was saying like the underlying things about how i felt like we was only cool physically but the emotional thing it kind of dissipated i was fighting all those feelings trying to like make it make sense on my own instead of asking her oh okay 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 i got you and so there was like physical intimacy but with the girl who I'm talking about, like, I went to hang out with, it was, I don't know, I guess this really cool mix mental. of both. 
Yeah, it was like almost this really cool mix of both. Because we were still low-key being nerdy while the movie was playing, too. Like, we was analyzing stuff like, oh, shoot, what do you think that symbolizes? Like, do you think green is, like, a symbol for envy or something like that in the context? I don't know. It was just like... Have you ever thought about she could honestly... Um, I mean, you could honestly be, and her as well, a sapiosexual? What's that? So, a sapiosexual is someone who is... Uh, attracted to intelligence. So I'll give you an example. Um, intelligence exclusively? There may be other characteristics, but the primary, I mean, other variables, but the primary variable is intelligence. So i give you an example. So you know who my, who my primary mentor is, right? You said mentor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we'll, 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 we'll use her for instance. She is just amazing to me. And I want to tell her everything, you know, if if it's something, you know, going on in, you know, my professional life, of course, you know, she's like the person that I run to because she understands the work that I'm doing because she's done, you know, similar work. Mm-hmm. She's retired now, but her her infinite wisdom i'm attracted to that my own mom my mom is like i don't care whatever mistakes other people may have said she made in my book she's the best and she's the best because she's my mom but she's the best because she was the woman that you know exposed me <laughs> Exposed me to uh, thread count for sheets. She was the woman who exposed me to how to do fractions when I couldn't grasp it in school. So it was this. It was this place where where I grew up. Um, it was this. You know, it it was considered high end for where we stayed at the time, and. Uh, I was so eager, you know, to be able to, you know, grow up and shop in there. It's called Colony Shop. And, you know, mom, she used to wear some of the the nicest stuff, you Mm -hmm. know, out of there. And um, I would go in the store with her and I would say something like, well, mom, can I get this? And let's say it was 30% off. And the only way that I could get it is if I did what 30% off that price tag was in my head. I couldn't use a calculator. There were no cell phones. And I had to be able to tell her what that percentage was and how much it would cost. Mm -hmm. And if I couldn't tell her that, then I couldn't get it. Well, it was my way of learning fractions and percentages, and I didn't even realize it at the time. And so my mom, she possesses an intelligence that blows my mind. She raised five children. She was married. She's the oldest of her siblings. And she gave so much of herself for my siblings and I to have it. You know, being a mom, I understand the compromise with one. I can't fathom the compromise with five and a husband, you know. So I am stimulated by my mother, but not in a sexual way. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. My mentor, she stimulates me in a way that's not 
sexual. I'm attra- I want to learn as much as I can. I want my mom to talk to me as much as she can so that I can know different things and I don't have to worry about, well, I wonder why this or I wonder what, you know, when something happens. Not, not if I know it is. She's going to die just like I'm going to die. And so even my male mentors, I'm attracted to them in a way that does not elicit romantic feelings. So do you think, and, that, and that's why I brought all of this up and damn, I didn't got mushy and shit and crying. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with me? Woo! But you see how talking about those people that I am intellectually attracted to because they are a part of me, my dad, you know, Papa. My dad was, he was not for the week, that's for sure. And he taught me how to survive as a woman. Not as a damsel in distress, using my body. No, he taught me how to talk the talk, walk the walk. So people, especially in the professional realm, you know, they want the Dr. Mosby. They want the quote-unquote prim and proper chick. But it's unladylike if I tell you to blow my balls. That's a defense mechanism for me. That's my survival because I already know you're looking at me. She's an attractive woman. She's this, she's that. You're using it as a mechanism to manipulate me. So you're coming at me and you're telling me, oh, you're so beautiful and you're so pretty, but you have an agenda. You see what I'm saying? Well, my defense, when it kicks in, fuck you, bitch. You're not expecting it. Like, oh, wow. Such foul language from such a pretty lady. You see how that's manipulation? Mm -hmm. Because I'm not feeding into what you want me to feed into. So people get pissed with that. Well, my dad taught me how to deal with that. And I didn't realize that's what he was doing at the time. But now, it doesn't faze me at all. You got to accept all of me. You You don't get a chance to pick and choose what part you want to accept from me. So I don't know. It could be a possibility... Are there? Do you have romantic feelings for this young lady? Uh, hmm. Hmm. I don't, I don't know. Because, like, when you say romantic feelings, I immediately think of like relationship type stuff. And well, you're gonna have so pause for a minute. Okay. First of all, there are all kinds of relationships. Okay, a committed relationship where it's like designated title like boyfriend and girlfriend type stuff what made you think of all of that because i don't know i guess that's just what immediately came to my mind when you said uh, i had romantic feelings for it. so when you think of romance you think that you gotta be with that person no this is where i was getting at but you know you gotta let the you gotta let say the something smart and i swear you gotta, no you gotta let the i train. swear i swear for lord not like you gotta say i I'm not even saying, it's not even smart. It's like you got to let the train get to rolling, you know what I'm saying? Once you can get to your destination. Like, we can't keep making stops. It's, you got to what? You got to let the train get to rolling so you can reach the destination. Basically, I was laying the groundwork for what I was feeling. Well, speed that fucker up. That's what we trying to do. Shit, hurry up and oil these goddamn wheels and let's get the moving. Okay, so when you say, like, do I have romantic feelings for her? That's what immediately comes to my mind, but I want to say, I mean, yeah, in a way, because 
how it feels is that like I don't want to do anything to like make her uncomfortable or unsure or anything like that. At least not intentionally. And so like it's. Are you unsure? What you talking about? Just about yourself. And what? Or is it really her that you're worried about? Mm, both in a sense. Because there's something like we don't both talked about or that I guess addressed. What? Is that like I have this somewhat looming fear of boring her. And. Man, like, it gives I, a fuck. I get, you be worried about the wrong stuff, dude. Yeah, so but it's like, what if I, what if I open too much of myself up too soon, and I inadvertently say something that pushes That's you away? That's how you learn. That's how you learn. I know I said that with my southern drawl, but in honesty, and I mean in all honesty, that's how you learn. You you can't have this attitude. I mean, I guess you can, but it's gonna not work out in your favor, but. Um, you can't have this attitude that you're going to get it right the first time. So we had Chan here this past weekend. Okay. How many times did Chan hit his head? I I, I lost fucking count. Wait, he, he hit his head? Oh, oh yeah. Layla, Layla oh, I forgot because you oh, left us and went out on oh, a date. So you wouldn't know. <laughs> but Chan, the point that I'm making is Chan is two. It's my little guy son. And he was with us. Um, this past weekend, so it was Elliot, my youngest niece, and and Chan, and so um, he kept, especially the island. He was walking, and for whatever reason, he would always cut the corner too damn short, and would just you hear bloop up, bloop up, but not one time did he stop walking around that damn island. He kept doing what the fuck he was doing. You know, he kind of he hit his head, kind of shake it off. And then, you know, like 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 Charlie Brown, you know, wobblehead and move on around. But he ended up, <clears throat> excuse me, he ended up falling or something. But that hurt. <laughs> and I'm like, confused as shit. Man, you didn't uh, hit your head about 10 damn times, it seems. But you <laughs> fall and now you're crying. And so I guess in his mind, he maybe he was a, like, huh? He fell on right there or? Oh, on the other side. Oh, uh, oh, I thought she was talking. <laughs> I thought she was talking about when we was all in the bathroom, and he was walking into the um into the kitchen. Yeah, but he when he fell, <laughs> what did he do? He bounced his ass right back up, just like he hadn't even tripped over his own little feet. He 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 didn't fuss nothing, and that's the point. You get it. That's the point I'm making. Children. That's why I told you children are closer to the spiritual side than we are. Because they're blank slates. They don't know to not get back up. Like, shit, I failed. Let me let me get back up. Ooh, that kind of hurt. You know? And I was like, you good? You good? Shake it off. Shake it off. You good. I promise. And, you know, I picked him up. Gave him a little love. Put him back down. He was good. Somewhere along the line, we forget that. We forget to give ourselves grace. Babies give themselves grace. Babies, <clears throat> like I told... Excuse me. Like I told you and like, he's the smallest person in the house, but he wrecking shop. Cause he know his dominance. He the shortest little fucker in the house. But he was raising more hell about what he wanted. My snacks. You know? Yeah, I heard that too. My <laughs> snacks. My juice. You know, he he didn't give a shit that Layla was taller than him. He walked up to Layla. He saw her eating some of his muffins. He said, I'm my snacks. <laughs> you know, like, who who told you to eat my shit? 
Now, keep in mind what's crazy is the, the cranberry juice was hers. I bought that for her. But I opened it to give him some, mm -hmm. right? But he's like, so? That's my juice. It's my juice. And was she going to stop him from getting it? So, I think it's so beautiful how babies got it figured out, but we don't. We're the ones that are confused. You know? You think about a baby. <clears throat> a preschool. Babies go up and do whatever. They want to put their finger up your nose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he was, uh, I told him he had his hand in his pull-up. I said, get your hand out your pull-up. He said, booty itch. <laughs> you know? There was no shame. Like, my ass is itching, auntie. I'm going to scratch it. Um, when, when I got ready to <clears throat> put him to bed, you know, he was laying on his back and I kept hearing this, this crunching noise. And I'm like, the hell is that? So he was, he was, you know, constantly moving. I said, okay, well maybe I'm tripping. Maybe it's the sheets. So we were settled and I hear this crunching noise again. So I look under the cover. He got his hand in his pull up playing with his penis. I said, look here, buddy. If you don't put that little fucker back in there. Because <laughs> in my mind, I'm thinking P is going to come out any minute and it's going to be everywhere. Then he ended up. And then he ended up what? Peeing all in the bed. So, uh, like, regardless to what I said, you know, how many times did I say, okay, let's go get on the pot? And he psyched me up. Yeah, yeah, go to the potty. And we sit there and we sit there. He get up and then he do what? He pee in the pull up, you know? So... Babies give themselves uh, grace, but we don't. Babies can be, you know, doing the Frankenstein when they learning to walk, but they're going to get back up and they're going to wobble until they get it. A baby can see some damn Cheetos on top of the freezer and they're going to figure out a way. And you come in the kitchen like, how in the hell did you get on top of the refrigerator? They're fearless. <laughs> but we lose that somewhere. And we start giving too many fucks about stuff that we shouldn't be giving a fuck about. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I said a whole lot of stuff. But in a nutshell, you have to ask yourself, like, for real, what is it that you like about this young lady? What is it that you want from her? What is it that... She fulfills that to this point in your life, no one else has been able to fulfill it. You know, um, this is probably TMI, but I'll give you an example. So, you know who I've been dealing with off and on for a couple of years, right? Mm -hmm. So he says to me, he sends me a text message a couple of days ago. And he said, um, am I the best? I said, yes, you are. And so he said, you don't have to gas me up. And I'm like, look here, damn it. <laughs> you just asked me. But I said yes. And then you're like, you're gassing me up. Like, what do you want me to do? So I said, I have no reason. Don't give me too much credit. Right. I said, I have no reason to gas you up. You know, I said what I said for a reason. And so we go into this whole, <clears throat> excuse me, we go into this whole little dilemma or whatever. And... Hold on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anyway, we go into this whole dilemma um, about him being the best. 
or whatever. And what I had to not explain to him, but what I had to tell myself, like, well, I was having this conversation with myself and I said, well, why do you say that he's the best? Like, how can you unequivocally say that this man, would that be unequivocally or equivocally? Unequivocally. Unequivocally. I said it right the first time. Okay. How can you unequivocally say that this man is the best? So the conclusion that I came to was being with him is the first time in my adult life that I have been unapologetically, unapologetically, yeah, me. In the past, you know, I was trying to be this person that I thought men wanted me to be and that was causing a disarray within myself. I was having this internal conflict with myself because, you know, one guy was like, I don't want you to smoke. Well, I'm a smoker. So what did I do? I tried to stop for the sake of what he wanted. Um, He didn't want me to use profanity. You know, he basically wanted me to be this little trophy chick. Right. That's funny he said that. So the next guy, after that relationship ends and I take a chill pill or whatever, then I meet another guy and it's like the same fucking thing. And he actually played played that. (laughs) And I was so oblivious to it. The very first date we went on, he played a trophy by future and so i was like okay he lame as shit i just wanted to take you yeah and he was like i just want to you know basically take you around and show you off i don't want you to say shit i don't want you to have to do a whole lot i just want to spoil you and again the internal conflict with me i'm like you're robbing me of me he would try to downplay me he would try because i was working on my doctorate at the time when i was talking to him and you know he was just i don't know intimidated and i hate to use that word you use that word i hate to use that word but it it fits and so while he was a great guy you know very family oriented he just wasn't for me for the long run, at least not at that particular time. You know, I, I I have come to the conclusion now that the purpose for him coming into my life is to let me know that those type of men do exist. And at that point in my life, I thought I was ready for that, but I wasn't. I wasn't ready to allow a man to love me and spoil me and just let me be basically a mom a wife i was on this trajectory and i felt it's crazy that i can say this now but i was on this trajectory to do certain things and to reach a certain point in my life that i forgot to pay attention to what was really important and that was me now that things have slowed down, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, damn near six years later, huh? I said, you forgot to be your own lover. I forgot to be my own lover. And now, you know, um, you're about to graduate 
high school, you know, I am finished with my doc. It's like every the checkpoints, you know, I'm finished with my doctorate. You're about to graduate high school. You know, you're my only child. And it's like, now I'm ready for someone to love me because I'm kind of, I'm climbing, but I'm kind of plateauing, if that makes sense. You know, like, instead, in the past, it was like, kind of like a roller coaster. You know how you're climbing? Mm-hmm. And it's like that. Well, I'm here. And I'm getting ready to go for a ride. I'm going. Get what I'm saying? <clears throat> so the descent for me is different now. You know, I'm, I'm I'm at a position. I'm grateful. I'm humble. Whew. I'm making more than I've ever made in my life. I understand the power of money. I understand the power of credit. I have grown up a lot financially. I understand what it means to overspend foolishly. I have a serious shopping problem. Serious. Excuse me. However, I don't beat myself up about having a serious shopping problem anymore. I just tell myself, you can get it, but you can't get it all at one time. So if you want to buy yourself a new purse and a new wallet, this pay period, you got to pay that off, and then you go get something else. Okay? And sometimes, like like this month, for instance, um, I told myself, I was like, okay, Elliot's getting ready to go back to school. You got to chill out. You know, even though I told you you were responsible for buying your school supplies and all that stuff, you had to put aside $500 um, from your job to pay toward, because that's about responsibility. I'm your mom. I'm going to still do whatever it is that I have to do or get you whatever it is that you need. But I have to tell myself, <clears throat> excuse me, and this is where growth comes in. And Weena, you have had a damn good summer. Okay. You have traveled, you have had a blast. You've stayed in some of the nicest hotels, all of that. Now it's time to buckle down. You got stuff you got to do. You get what I'm saying? And so, excuse me, how did I even go down that rabbit hole? I don't quite remember, but, oh, I was talking about my last um relationship i guess boyfriend girlfriend whatever mm-hmm. and how um what he was trying to give me at that time i wasn't really receptive of what he was saying and saying to me and the thing that i've learned with men men are very simple creatures not not simple minded but simple creatures like y'all you you really tell us what it is that's on your mind, what it is that you're thinking. But we have, as women, I, I personally think, can't speak for anybody else. Sometimes I have my own agenda. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
And you have definitely helped me learn how to deal with men. Because I remember <laughs> I would say, no, seriously, because you're you're like a, 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 a mini version of a man, you know? Uh, you remember when you were little and you'd say, Mom, I want some chicken nuggets. And I'm like, do you want McDonald's chicken nuggets? you want Wendy chicken nuggets? you want Popeye's chicken? I mean, he's like, Mom, I just want some chicken nuggets. I'm like, okay, so do you want ranch? Do you want barbecue? Do you want sweet and sour? Like, what kind of sauce do you want with it? What kind of condiment? You want macaroni and cheese? You want French? Be like, Mom, just mm, some chicken <laughs> drips. Oh, okay. Or, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, I'm packing your lunch or we're at the grocery store and I'm getting stuff for your lunch with EJ. Um, you want uh, turkey breast, you want chicken breast or you want Lunchable. I mean, what do you want? Mom? It doesn't matter. OK, well, if I get this kind, but EJ, you sure? Well, do you want cheese on it? You want mayo on it or do you want Miracle Whip? Mom, it, it, it doesn't matter. EJ, but do you want you know, do you remember that? <laughs> I would always like and I think that's a female trait. I don't think guys, for the most part, I don't. I don't think guys really care about half of the shit that we think y'all really care about. You know, um, if I say, "Hey, E, what do you want to eat?" and you're like, "Well, it doesn't matter," I'm like, "You sure? What about Waffle House? Or do you want Papa Do's? Or do you want Mom? It it doesn't matter." Okay. Yeah, and and that's 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 crazy. So, um, this has been a great conversation you've made me think about a lot of stuff of course that i didn't mention but yeah you got anything you want to add not that i can think of that like wouldn't turn into like some little ramble or nothing okay so what's your ramble and we'll pick up for the next episode with that ramble (laughs) um I need to take some sinus medicine. I guess it's just kind of like you said. Like, it's been a really amazing and good summer. And still got, like, what, a little over two weeks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little over two weeks to, like, officially get back to it. But it's just, like, thinking, like, wow. I done. Got I done. I have been... Mm-hmm. Exposed to business etiquette and practices at a out of state university that needs a hundred percent financial. I don't know. I was trying to like start saying big words. <laughs> don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, Stick to the basics. But basically, it was it was cool being like exposed to that kind of stuff, and then with the whole. Artways thing, it was borderline like over the summer. I done, I'm still pick gathering the concept and like working it out myself. But like this whole idea of like, oh, I got alter egos. Like we got Elias fan, we got Chris, the more lively and animated artsy dude. We got JD Latham, we got E Chris, mm-hmm. who. I don't know. There's something about him that's a little different. I ain't worked out all the kinks yet. Yeah, EJ. Yeah. And so it's cool, like, having all these things. Because there was this thing at one point that you had come from a perspective. <clears throat> Excuse me. That I was thinking about with all of them. It's like, yeah, I want to have alter egos because it makes it seem a little bit more manageable. Like, with all these things that I want to do and want to be. 
But I was thinking at the same time, I want to have certain constants, like a dude who like keeps his confidence in himself throughout all these personalities or a dude who feels like he can. You're putting too much pressure and we're going to stop there. (laughs) We're going to pick up for our next episode. We're going to talk about egos and personalities until next time. Booty